Hello, I'm Everett Wall, and you're listening to My Street Journal, a not-so-weekly news podcast that gives you the top stories days after they break. Coming up, whoopsie-daisy, the last U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan killed an aid worker and seven children. And later, a key perk of VIP Facebook is revealed. You can just ignore the terms of service agreement. Stay with us. Wall Street Journal is brought to you by My New Day Job. Thanks to my new day job, I barely had enough time to make this podcast. So you think I had the time to think up funny fake advertisements? Nope. Ten civilians were killed in the last drone strike the U.S. ever conducted on Afghanistan soil last Friday. Despite the clear evidence of a horrible failure of intelligence on the side of the United States military, the government is still claiming that the strike was, quote, righteous and that the intended target posed a, quote, imminent threat. Surveillance captured footage of a white 1996 Toyota Corolla making several suspicious stops near the Kabul airport. Commanding officers were initially curious because the make and model of the car reminded them of O.J. Simpson's car from a distance. When the MQ-9 Reaper drone hovered in closer, it became apparent that the Corolla looked nothing like Simpson's 93 Ford Bronco, but because both cars were white, they decided to continue following the vehicle. The man in the car was Zamari Imadi, an aid worker that was part of a group called Nutrition and Education International, based out of California. The suspicious activity the government thought proved Imadi was tied to ISIS was how he filled up tanks in his trunk with gasoline, a potential fuel source for an explosive device. In reality, he was filling up the tanks with water and was planning on delivering them with food to homeless refugees in a park near his home. But helping refugees to the United States military was equally suspicious. By the time Amadi had reached his home, drone operators were given the order to fire when a clear shot was provided. The operators looked in the surrounding area and testified to a, quote, reasonable certainty that no women, children, or non-combatants would be killed. They conveniently overlooked the seven children who had come out of the house and swarmed Amadi in a group hug, all of whom were killed instantly. A representative for General Mark Milley spoke to a crowd of reporters at the Pentagon, claiming, despite the evidence, that only three civilians had died. We're only counting the victims that were old enough to vote. I mean, obviously, none of them would have had suffrage under the new Taliban government, but we're being generous. We still fully believe that this strike was warranted. You'll notice that there was a second explosion after the initial blast, which indicates that there were explosive materials in the car that were set off by the first bomb. And, okay, I'm just receiving word that there was no second explosion. Well, we still thought there would be a second explosion, That's why we knew we had to act fast. A new report revealed that VIP members of Facebook's social media platform are regularly shielded from moderation. For any regular user, posting any content that violates the terms of service automatically results in the post being deleted. And if the user has a certain number of strikes on their record, their account could be deleted as well. But for users that Facebook deems, quote, famous enough, a different set of rules apply. Hypothetically, if the average user posted a photo of a goose running in front of a fire pit, timed perfectly so that it appeared that the bird was on fire, the sharing of that image could result in a permanent ban. However, if a celebrity posted that same photo, the reaction would result in zero punishment, and the user may even get a care emoji or a smiley face tightly hugging a bright red heart from Mark Zuckerberg himself. Hope that wonderful animal is all right, sending thoughts and prayers from one human being to another, the Facebook CEO might hypothetically comment. The program, known as CrossCheck, 
was intended to shield important accounts from, quote, mean and hurtful internet trolls, but soon it was adapted to whitelist certain users, rendering them immune from any enforcement actions. A representative for the company attempted to explain the system. You have to remember, these people are famous. They deserve more than the average Joe. Say some politician wants to claim that vaccines cause autism. That's their right to do so. Oh, but obviously, if some schmuck says that vaccines cause autism, we take that down right away. I don't see what the issue is. In 2019, Brazilian soccer star Neymar posted nude photographs of a woman who had accused him of rape. The revenge porn, which would in any other case result in a permanent and immediate ban, was allowed to stay up for a little while, and Neymar received zero strikes on his record. The reason we kept that particular post up so long was because he was particularly famous. This whitelisting program applies to around 6 million accounts, but Neymar is much more famous than most. And if you look in the grand scheme of things, famous people rarely do wrong. And the more famous they are, the less wrong they do. I have an inkling that this whole revenge porn and accusation of rape situation was just a big misunderstanding. Coming up, China calls a U.S. investigation into Uyghur genocide a political trick. And later, a Florida chiropractor says that wearing masks could lead to severe spinal damage. Stay with us. Wall Street Journal is brought to you by Dinkos, a new time management app for iPhone and Android. It has been brought to my attention that if I had properly managed my schedule, I'd have ample time to do my day job and do the podcast. Okay, I'm lying. It's not even a day job, it's just an internship. But give me a break! I'm also in grad school full-time. I'm just one guy, you know? Whatever. What was this an ad for again? Oh yeah, Dinkos. A time management app or something. A new exhibit in Geneva called The Wall of the Disappeared displays U.S. journalists' investigations into the genocide of the Uyghur minority in China. The showcase included dozens of photographs of individuals now missing and presumed interned in concentration camps in Xinjiang. The Chinese government wasted no time in issuing a response to the exhibit. Exposing us for committing genocide? Wow, that's low. Especially coming from the United States. Ever hear of the Native Americans? But seriously, bro, I thought we were friends. It's particularly insulting considering the claims made in the exhibit are just blatantly untrue. Saying that over one million have been sent to internment camps is like saying six million Jews died in the Holocaust. And on the topic of the Holocaust, why does nobody talk about all the Chinese people that died? But anyway, as I was saying, the Uyghurs are the ones committing the genocide against the Chinese people by being Muslim in their presence. The concentration camps the minorities are currently interned in have been rebranded by the Chinese government as vocational training centers to combat religious extremism. That extremism, of course, is any Muslim belief, whether outwardly expressed or not. The representative for Xi Jinping's government continued by claiming the United States was using the exhibit to launch a political attack. This is just an attempt to reap benefits from spreading disinformation about China. They're just bashing us, and that's all they're doing. They're bashing us harder than we bash the heads in of political dissenters. That's what they're alleging, of course. The journalists that have been working tirelessly to uncover the harsh realities of the genocide in China have been consistently denigrated and at times put in harm's way by the Chinese government. But in their statement, the Chinese government saw no error on their part in this. We're just treating these journalists how the leaders of their own countries should be treating them. 
They should thank their lucky stars that they aren't showing up on the wall of the disappeared. Not that anyone on that wall is dead, just re-educated. A chiropractor in Venice, Florida is fighting for his mask exemptions to hold up in public school districts. Dan Bush claims he doesn't support the exemptions for political reasons, stating that he isn't anti-mask or even anti-vax, he's just pro-freedom. Before playing the clip of Bush's quote, it should be noted that he is not a licensed medical doctor. As a licensed medical doctor, I know what's best for these kids. I understand how airborne transmission works. Chiropractors deal with the spine and the neck. And last I checked, air goes through the neck all the time. So for people to say I have no idea what I'm talking about is just ludicrous. But in the end, this isn't about politics, and frankly, it isn't about medicine either. It's about freedom. By not allowing their students to freely choose whether or not to wear masks, this school district is directly violating their freedoms to harm themselves and others. I think it's a Second Amendment issue when it gets down to it. Bush recently drove his red, white, and blue pickup with Patriot decals down to the school administration building. He and a few like-minded individuals that just so happened to be anti-maskers set up a protest there. Signs seen at the rally included, First they steal our election, now they steal our oxygen. First the vax, then what, spaying and neutering our pets? And Florida Republicans support the recall of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Bush spoke to the crowd briefly before doing donuts in the parking lot and leaving to go crack a few backs. Which would you prefer, a little COVID or a broken neck? These masks are so heavy, I'm surprised we aren't seeing dozens of kids suffering permanent damage. And you know I'm not biased because that would be great for my business. Think about it this way. You're risking either your lungs or your spine. If your spine croaks, you'll never walk again. I walk all the time, that's how I get places. But your lungs, they're just for breathing. I do that all the time, most of the time without even trying. But you have to try when you're walking, so which is more important? For more satire news, check out the Wall Street Journal Not So Daily blog on everettwallrocks.com. I'm Everett Wall, and this was My Street Journal. Thank you for listening.